Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Beauty with a Twist. I'm super excited for this week's episode because we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi guys. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. Ooh, is it your first podcast? Yes, I'm so excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> so my name is Zulema. You guys might know me better as Browse by Zulema on Instagram. I'm a pro brow stylist and master educator, founder of Posh Brows LA and Posh Brows Pro. Girl. I'm a fucking fan, first of all. <laughs> I'm like, I was literally telling Marlo, do my brows look good? Because she's, uh, brow queen's about to come in and like, I need my brows to look Oh my god, okay? Because I was nervous as fuck to meet you. And I was like, oh your brows god. look good, girl. Your okay, brows look good. Good, good, good. Okay. So tell me more about you because I don't know anything about girl, you. Girl, where so. do I start? What I, you want to know? I want to know everything. I want to know how you became a brow artist or like, where did you start from in the beauty industry? Okay. So I feel like we have to go back to the beginning because I feel like... I never thought I was going to be doing eyebrows in the first place. Mm -hmm. So the way that it began, I feel like, was with my journey with makeup. I was doing makeup for 10 years. I started doing makeup when I was 15. So in high school, you know, did the whole thing. Instagram, asking, girl, prom, makeup, the dances. I used to dance. So the whole dancing, like I would do the makeup and everything. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. My journey into the brow, I mean, not the brow industry, the beauty industry on its own. And fast forward to how I got into doing brows, really a necessity. I started doing eyebrows during COVID. And you know, during COVID, that was girl, no one was having parties, no one was getting booked for makeup, none of that. Everything yeah. was on lock lockdown. So, um, point blank period, I needed something that I could do that I could do with my license that didn't involve waxing someone's coochie because i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no you're not a, you're not a coochie waxer i'm not a coochie waxer i'm not i'm sorry i can't Dude, it's crazy because like literally everyone's different was like yeah like I, don't, I love coochies and the girls are like fuck no i do not like coochies so shout out to all you body waxers <laughs> out there because look it's easy money yeah it's very easy money but that was just not for me so i decided to just focus on eyebrows i took a course really quick i don't even know how it came about um i just i booked it the same week that i booked a lash course i wanted to do both so in theory in my head i'm like okay well with the mask all you can see is literally this yeah. <laughs> so that's how i got into doing lashes and brows and i mean that was that within that same week of me taking the course girl i swear i i already had like my price list i had my aesthetic for my instagram my name everything i started right away got booked the next day after my course really because i started posting that same day i was on it so you were doing lashes first then i was doing kind of both at the same time but i feel like i was focusing more on lashes back then because i found it very interesting and very intricate and i don't know kind of like you were more interested in it like you was just yeah, like satisfied like, you oh my god like how do you make the fat like yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like very interesting intriguing. To me. yeah intriguing there you go so that was calling my name a lot but girl two years down the line i had to quit lashing so when you started lashing were you doing more lash clients than brow clients i would say it would break pretty even so the way that i would do it i would divide my day so i would do all my lash uh clients at the end of the day because it was mostly fills mm -hmm. i'll do three max in a day and then throughout the um earlier in the day i would do all brows mm -hmm. so it was brows during the early day and then lashes at the end of the day so why'd you quit girl because my back gave out <laughs> My bag literally gave out. And not only that, I went blind from lashing because you just focus so much on tiny ass little hairs. Yeah. And I just my eyes couldn't do it. And do you feel like you made a lot like truthfully with lashing? So, you know what? I was looking at my statistics 
not that long ago um you know when when you have a booking app it records yeah all your all analytics your and all of that analytics all yeah. that stuff so i was looking just because i was curious you know i wanted to show my trainees like how it's actually possible my first month taking one client a day i made a little under 3k for my first month okay to this me barely starting girl like one first month first not even the whole month like i started june like in the 20s like june 19 around there and um the remaining of the days i made under three grand that was already the money i had put in for my training that's so crazy so you made it back fast yeah second month girl june july mm -hmm. i made 7k what yeah the month the third month after that I made a little under 15K. So that to me was crazy. Wait, yeah. Because I've never made that type of money in my life, girl. In my life. Like I was making way more than I was doing at my nine to five. Yeah. So I actually had a job my first month. I was still working. And it took me to get fired for me to actually take this on full time. And God bless my old boss that fired me. <laughs> if you're watching this right now, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> so you after okay so how did you even make that much money if like your clientele like where did it come from because it's really hard for people yes to get clientele and you go to your first month i burnt myself out i was working mind you i was not living with my boyfriend at the time i was living with my parents still so i didn't have to worry about cooking for a man or you know doing all that housewife stuff. yeah yes. being a housewife pretty much I don't have to worry about that so much. So it was just me pretty much. And I feel like I was just overworking myself because I liked it and I was excited. I was working from 9 to like 9 p.m. sometimes. And it was a lot. I mean, for me, I didn't know how to say no to my clients. Like if you they wanted hungry. to get squeezed in, girl, I was, yes. I had a drive and I still have it, I feel like. But I, I was just not taking into consideration my body and my personal health. I was overworking myself. And your mental health and everything. You were yeah. just strained. Yeah. And by that, where were you working? Were you at a place? Were so you So I started working from home. Okay. I was working from home. Um, I worked from home probably like two months. And then after that, that's when I decided to just rent a room in a hair salon. Um. Girl, the room was so tiny. It was literally the closet <laughs> in my friend's salon. I'm, I swear. Like the, what? Like literally a closet? Like a closet. Only my lash bed fit and like a little tiny bench for my clients to set their bag down. And that was it. Oh my god! It was so tiny. But we made it work. You know, no matter what, I, I feel like I'd always have an eye for the aesthetics and everything. So we made it cute. Uh-huh. Are we cheering? Yeah, we are. Uh, that was the cheers. Look at where you are now. <laughs> no, but that's how we started. We started there. Um... Just because, you know, I don't feel comfortable having random people that I didn't know coming to my house. Mm. At the beginning, it was most of my makeup clients that I already knew. Yeah, yeah. But once it started to grow and grow and random people were book booking me, I just decided, you know what? This is time. We need to branch out, move into a little room. How much least. was she charging you for that little room? I was paying, I believe, 600 And you did that after two room. months of starting. Yeah. Yeah, girl, it takes someone to rent and go solo completely takes them like a year, maybe more than that to even like. So props to you, girl. It took me like <laughs> it took me like, two years to go fully like solo. I didn't go into a room or anything. I went straight into a storefront, but it took me two years. So the fact that you did that props to you. I feel like my situation was a little bit different than most artists coming in as a beginner. 
The reason being that I already had set clientele from doing makeup. I didn't start from like an, uh, z- a zero follower account. I already had a following. So it was easy for me to just add on a service rather than starting from scratch. So I feel like that's another very important thing that um, factors into me how fast I grew my clientele. Was because of your clients that you already had from makeup. That I already had from makeup. So I feel like definitely that jump-started the services and um, allowed me to get booked as much as I got at the beginning of my career in the product industry, for sure. Yeah. And when you started doing lashes and you took one class, you felt like you got it done right away or did you Girl, take another? I don't know. <laughs> Why was I trying to fan classics? The girl did not tell me that there was different diameters, different like types of lashes. I didn't know. I feel like a lot of my lash knowledge I got just following lash educators on Instagram and just watching their videos. More than the class you took. Definitely. It was like, you know, you know, the yeah. your first training yeah, that you take. I know, I know the team. I know the team. Girl. It's an eight-hour, fourteen hundred dollar course. You get a kit and then here this is eight hours. Girl, my class was four hours, girl. <gasps> and I didn't even have a model. It was all on the mannequin. Uh, no. No, I didn't. Mm-mm. No. I had to figure it out. But again, from doing makeup, I already had a visual for lashes. I feel like I would always customize my lash strips for my clients when I would do their makeup. Yeah. So in my head, I was just replicating a strip trying, on an eyeball. Girl. Trying it out and just, you know, trying error, trying different things, see what worked and what didn't. And just picking up different tips and tricks from other artists, too. So when did you realize, like, okay, so you obviously your back hurt, your eyes were hurting. When did you realize, like, okay fully browse now this is what i want to do when did when was that realization where you were like okay this is this is what this is me the money didn't add up to the time that i was putting in so back then i was charging i believe a 195 for like a full mega volume set which is what i was getting mostly booked for um but for brow lamination wax and tint i was charging at the time 150 and that service a brow service i would get done in an hour Hour 15 max. Mm-hmm. Girl, Lashes. full lash set. Three hours, three and a half sometimes. Mm. It did not make sense. So I was like, why am I still doing? Why am I breaking my back for this? No, <laughs> no, baby. We, we're moving on. Yeah. So we had to we had to call it a quits. And you had a lot of clients that were like, uh, OK, like, did you lose clients from that? Or they were like still so your bra clients? I, it's funny because I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like they were barely getting used to me and, you know, we get used to our clients too. Yeah. And I, st- it's funny because when I started training for lashes, mm-hmm. I decided to quit. <laughs> you like, you were going to be a trainer for lashes. I started, I did maybe like 10 trainings and I said, you know what? This is not for me. And you quit. And I quit, but I gradually started to tell my clients, this is probably going to be your last Phil, oh on your last full set, <gasps> book me now because it's two months. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. So I feel like, but that happens too because I feel like a lot of people that are in the lash industry are gradually moving into like either body waxing or in brows or facials or whatever the case is because I re- they're realizing that there is money in it, but they are, it's not. They think about the time they paint it too good. Yeah, I feel like it's just you have to do so much for you to earn the income that we do in order for you to be able to get to that 100K that they tell you and everything. So it's definitely possible. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like you have to have 
multiple eggs in different baskets. It's not just one. Yeah. Doing beauty services alone in a day, you'd have to work. I swear, like, especially lashes, maybe charging up most $200 a set, you'd have to do like five to get $1,000 a day. Which, I mean, to me, I feel like five full sets in a day, that's not realistic. Yeah. You're going to be Three done. is pushing Three, it. it's already like, girl. <laughs> Hold on. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no. So now you're full-time brows. So you do wax, lamy, tint, and that's it. I do do lash lifts as well, but oh, I lashes. don't do them as much. I feel like my forte is definitely brows and my focus is more brows. Yeah. And then you have your own product line. I do. Girl, <laughs> like I need the tea. Like, how did you decide like to do that? Like, because there's a lot of brands, brow brands. And I feel like it's so hard. Like even opening up a brand in general is just so hard. Yeah. It's definitely hard and time consuming as well as there's a lot of investing that you have to do at the beginning that you don't even know if you're going to make that money back, to yeah. be honest, because you just take that job and... I started little by little. Okay. So when I started, I first started sampling a bunch of products, a bunch of different vendors for the products that I knew that I wanted to launch first, which were my brushes. Girl, I went through like maybe 15 samples of your brushes, different vendors. Yeah. And trying them out. And you know, you can't just try them one time. Like you, you have to yeah. try them over time, see how they last, see if they fray or do they hold their shape. But just a bunch of different factors that you have to think about that. I feel like a lot of people that start a brands want to just do a quick flip, but it's not. You have to really look into the, the longevity of your products because that's what's going to keep the customers happy, loyal yes. and happy. Yeah, absolutely. So you tested them out for how long? A year. It, it took a year from me getting the brushes to actually launching them. And you know, it's crazy because I would see like on Instagram, obviously, like we follow a lot of people in the mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. So I would see so-and-so started her line. So, and I'm like, damn, like I've been having the, I've been I having bitch, I, I, I want you know, I've been having it. I've been having the brushes, but <laughs> just wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, like a part of me was like, you should have just done it. You yeah. should have just done it. Like all this money you're sleeping on because you should have just done it. But I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. So I feel like. I wanted the packaging to be perfect, the rollout to be perfect, the promo behind it to be perfect. So I feel like I waited for a reason and it played out to be for the better. And you know what? Like your marketing is so good. And I feel like the biggest thing we talked about this on my last podcast, it was like marketing is such a huge thing in this industry, like especially for any business owner. You need to market yourself. Marketing is huge. Yeah. So the way you market your products it like grabs my attention. I feel like it grabs anyone's attention just because the pictures you're posting, like just the name overall. I was like, posh, like, dude, I've never heard of that name, <laughs> you know? So it's just, there's a lot of like, I could see yeah, you, how much you put into it, you know? Even the logo, like to me, um, first of all, the name, like you said, it took me forever to choose a name just because I wanted something that number one was going to be available because, mm -hmm. you know, now Instagram be acting up too. Like, it, I, I don't want a fucking underscore, first of all. Or a period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a period in my name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted something that was going to be able to get marketed as a whole. And Posh Bros was already taken, like the Instagram. I actually reached out to the account and asked, you know, like, hey, like, I'm going to come and work some oh, now. Yeah, yeah. No, but. <laughs> 
um, never responded. It was oh, inactive. It was an inactive um, account for years. So I feel like I don't know. They probably forgot the password or something. I don't know. Yeah. But we are trademarked. Okay. We got everything. We got our paperwork. So we're good. Uh, the website, I had to add pro because again, take it. Like, so it was just like a bunch of little things, but the business itself is legal like the name is legal it was just a bunch of like other stuff so that's why i always tell my students too like whenever you think of your name yep get your instagram first <laughs> make sure it's available <laughs> that's the first thing i say too make sure it's available make sure it's trade anything like and make sure it's just in general like no one has it you know yeah, what i mean yeah because it's very you have to like just switch everything <clears throat> up imagine i would have already gotten packaging with a different name that was already taken that's money being wasted yeah so not only that, like the way that the words are, I didn't want any J's or any G's because in a brush, I didn't want the J or the G to stick out of the logo. The logo. I wanted something that was going to be very linear mm -hmm. and just to look nice on whatever it was that I was going to put it on. So how did you come up with posh? Girl, <sighs> that was honestly not my first option. <laughs> but it was, I feel like overall, I just wanted a word that meant luxury, elevated, you know, um poise like just luxury so it sounds so sophisticated like it sounds like and i, I also wanted a one syllable word so posh brows there we go that's it we're going <laughs> with that it kind of just happened i don't know and it, it had a ring to it my boyfriend actually made me the logo oh in photoshop yeah he made it for me so i put it i was just putting it on random i was just photoshopping like different things with mm -hmm. products and then seeing how i felt about it and then slept on it a little bit and yeah we just ran with posh brows so i have like i have a question you don't have to answer it but you can answer it because you know this is for the podcast girl but i'm nervous <laughs> do you feel like you make more income from product line or like your services like where is like the income coming from like hmm I would say trainings. Trainings. Yeah. Trainings. And pro I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think a little bit of everything, but I would say the majority of my income from comes from my trainings. So how does your training work? Like, is it like one day? I do have multiple trainings. So we have um, beginners and advanced training. The beginner uh, training is a two-day training, which is the most expensive because it's a two-day training. And then the one-day trainings are more for advanced artists. So we do have a variety so that girls can choose from, just depending on their expertise. Dang. <laughs> how, how, how much are we talking? Let's see. Let's let's hear a price. How much is the advanced course? Throw it out there. Right. Uh, Throw it out there. Throw it out there. I mean, it's online. So, you know, but um, the two-day training is $2,500. Okay. And we do four girls in a day, max. That's good because it's, it's more, it's not a big class. Yeah, it's more intimate. It's so more I feel intimate. like I get more one-on-one -on -one time with the girls because I, I hate to see girls that come from a different training that they took in a big class and they tell me they, they didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, why are you providing a training when you can't really teach your students? Yeah. 100%. So I'm very big on that, especially because when I took my trainings, like I said, girl, didn't learn much. Yeah. Yeah, did not learn much, and so. I feel like that's true. Like I feel like when it's like more intimate, like the person can not only learn more, but they're like, "Hey, like, dude, you gotta go to Posh, like, or go to Zulema." She freaking knew what she was teaching, and it was yeah. like that's word by mouth. So they can honestly, refer. I pride myself in my training. So I feel like I put my heart and soul into everything, like but your curriculum and everything. Yes, we did start from scratch. I mean, 
Honestly, I started training probably four months into me doing services because of the demand. It was crazy. I was like, am I, is it too soon for me to start training? But girls were asking. They were DMing me like 10 DMs a day. Oh my gosh, do you train? Do you train? In my head, I'm like, "Mm, Mm. mm." Like, should I do it? Should I do it? (laughs) Is it worth it? (laughs) But no, I mean, I did one training for a friend first. Mm. Um, a girl that I knew and I liked it. I enjoyed it. There wasn't a manual. It was just kind of like, this is how I do it. This is the steps you need to take. Step one, step two, step three. Yeah. That's it. Um, eventually developed a manual, did a whole thing. My first manual started with 10 pages. Now it's like over 50 pages. So yeah, every what the fuck? did you hear that? That's a fucking textbook. That's a, exactly. <laughs> that's why it's two days. You can't fit all this info in a one day yeah. training. That's what I emphasize. Like your first training, I feel like is the most important. And how long is each day? So the first day is all theory. So we go from nine to about 3 p.m. Second day is all hands on on models. I do a demo model and then they get to do two models themselves. So the second day goes from nine to sometimes six. Just because depending on how slow the girls are moving and, you know, it's four girls. So we have to make sure we're all on the same page and everything. But, yeah, it's a pretty intensive training. Girl, sign me the fuck up. Okay. (laughs) Hello. Link in bio. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, that's really good because there is a lot of like I do see so many people teaching brows and I'm just like one day or like it's like four hours i see yeah. a girl post it was like a thousand dollars for like three hours and it was just like just to watch her there's no way honestly there is no way there's just too much info yes you can definitely teach this is how it's done here you go but they're not going to teach you the ins and outs they're not going to teach you how, why your brow is doing like this like they're not going to teach you any of that yeah so that's what i feel is the most important about the training because we go into detail about everything there's so many things that i still till this day see on instagram that are being done wrong with the eyebrows Mm -hmm. especially for brow lamination so i feel like there's so many mistakes that can be done so quickly just because it's so time sensitive you know yeah and i feel do you teach in your class too like about like marketing and all like the business yeah we include a little bit of everything it's honestly a pretty intensive class and when i say intensive i mean like i'm open book too if they have a question you know we're gonna get into it so that's what I like about it. That yeah. it's, it's more like how we are right now. It's a conversation, but also we're learning. So we're here to learn, but we're also here to be friends and chat. chat. And, yeah. You know, it's fun. So your income is majority from education. Now, you just moved into your storefront, right? Yes. So congrats. Thank you. How long has it been? It's been two months, guys. Oh, my God. Can yeah. we put like a little emoji like or something like yeah. some oh, fireworks? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been two months. Now, are you... How does it work? Does it you have rooms in it? Do you have so, people working there? I do have five rooms. However, I don't rent all five rooms. Okay. I have my biggest room. That's my training room. Mm-hmm. I have an empty room right now that I plan to turn into a content room. Um, and then I have a lash girl working in my third room. She's a booth renter. And I have a little break room kitchen area. And I have a warehouse space. Okay. And I do have six stations outside for all my brow artists. Okay, so how's it going? It's so going be good. Real, let's be real. How's it going? How's your stress? How's your anxiety? How's your all that? Oh because my as a business owner, we need to really talk some tea because no, yeah, because they don't tell you. They don't tell you. They don't tell you how stressful it is, girl. I would cry to my man, babe. I can't do this. Yes, I would cry. I to the point where I literally developed eczema on my hands. I've never in my life had eczema until then. 
It was so stressful. And we're not saying this like it's a bad thing. We're very grateful. Oh, it's definitely not a bad thing. But I feel like you definitely have to have the mindset, period, and have thick ass skin to go through this whole process. Yep. I don't know what it was about my landlord, to be honest, because I feel like they were giving me a very hard time from the beginning. First of all, I found my spot September of last year. Didn't get to sign the lease until January of the following year, just because all this back and forth that we were doing. What? Yeah, it was really hard. At first, they were just asking for way too much money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Why? Was it a build out or did you like, was it already built or you had to to build it? Um, It was technically kind of built. Like the rooms were up because it used to be a real estate agency. Oh, okay, okay. So they had office spaces already, but girl, it was trash. Like concrete floors, blue walls, black ceiling. Nothing to the aesthetic we have right now. It was just... (laughs) Not the vibe. So we definitely had to revamp everything. But I feel like I didn't take some things into consideration when I was doing the build out. For example, like I do, well, I used to do PMU. I used to do ombre powders, Mm -hmm. powder brows. Um, Now, when you do ombre, you have to have a sink in the room that you perform the services Mm -hmm. in legally Mm -hmm. for sanitation purposes. Mm -hmm. And in my head... I'm thinking, oh, yeah, great. Let's build a sink. So I built a sink in one of the rooms. They didn't tell you about the um, pricing for the, what is it called? The plumbing. The plumbing. Girl, the plumbing. The pricing. (laughs) Yes. But you know what I didn't think about? I'm going to have more girls working here, first of all. Mm. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to wash our hands? Mm. Where are we going to disinfect our tools? Not the restroom. So that's where that sink went to. It became like a little break room kitchen area, which I'm not mad at. But now I had to let go of doing powder brows because mm. I didn't have a sink. Mm. But did you have a love for it? Was it something that you felt like you wanted to like continue or was it kind of like? Mm? Honestly, yes. I felt like I was barely getting good mm-hmm. and I had to stop because I started my product line. Mm. So where I was at before, I had a master suite at Salon Republic. Mm. I had two rooms and in the extra room, that's where I would do the powder brows. But then when I launched my product line, that kind of became like my shipping area, little warehouse space. So let go of that. Um, I did like it because it was a lot of money that could be made in that industry too. Yeah. I mean, one client, you were making what? Five, five to 800, mm-hmm. even more depending mm-hmm. on your experience. It takes like what? Three hours, two or three hours for everything that includes one, two hours, probably maybe for or an hour for like tattooing, maybe the other two for like, like pre-draw or whatever yeah yeah so it's definitely a lengthy process but i feel like the money is worth it especially once you get good so i, I was a little bit you know sad about it and especially because a lot of my clients were waiting for me to move because that was the plan to move and start doing the ombre mm. and then do all that and yeah i mean we get a lot of walk-ins too that ask for it so i was kind of like eh, bummed out about it but it is what it is you know we're here now but yeah so in your warehouse for your products, do you have people working for you that help you? So I do have my receptionist. She's kind of like a well-rounded person. She does everything for Girl, us. shout out to my assistant too. Yeah, Love her. she's like my assistant, receptionist, <laughs> shipping, handling, person, email responder, what, everything. Like she does everything for me. And shout out to her because I'd be like, Michelle, can you do this? Michelle? So I'm just like, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. But yeah, I mean, it's it's great. And I feel like now that I've had an assistant, I can't go back. Same. It's hard. It's hard. I don't know how I was doing things on my own. I honestly, I do not know how because she does everything now. 
Well, most of the stuff. So you still take clients full time? Yes. Education? No. Oh, okay. So I do still take clients, but I have cut down my hours by so much. Now I only work from 9 to 2.30. Technically. But you know, it's always a client that mm. wants to get squeezed in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can't say no. So I end up leaving the salon or at least finishing with my clients like around 4.30. Stay. Monday up, through. Monday through Friday. I don't work weekends. The girls do, but not me. <laughs> we we said we we gotta Cheers quit to that. that. Yeah, because at first I was like, I was working. Sometimes I'll I'll work every other weekend, but at first I was just like, you know what, working every weekend. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Girl, you know what I did at the beginning? Um, I used acuity scheduling for booking. Yeah, I didn't know you had to block off your time. Tell me why I was booked a whole month, like back to back every day. I didn't block off my time. I didn't. I had no idea. What? No idea, girl. How? Like you didn't check it or? No one told me. (laughs) (laughs) No one told me. You know, I mean, being the first person to do something like this, I figured it out. Like I had to figure everything out on my own. I didn't have no one to talk to, no one to look for, to ask questions about this because no one in my family has ever done anything like this. Yeah. So I was kind of on my own. That's what I was going for. So like, because you're so successful in the brown issue, you don't have any mentors, life coaches, that ever like taught you how to no so you just learned everything i kind of just weaned it honestly and try and error learn from my past mistakes because this is not my first business i had a clothing company before prior to posh brows we were pretty successful my mistake then was going into business with a friend Mm. (laughs) hold on hold on let me yeah that one left (laughs) that doesn't last never ever ever have a partner in a business Mm -mm. If you can do it on your own, I would 100% recommend you do it on your own. Yes. 100%. Because. 100%. Uh, no. It just never works. Tell There's me how it went left. It, girl, I don't even want to get into it. It was just too much. Um, I feel like I was just pulling a lot of the weight. It was just, I feel like it was my business and not our business. So, I don't know. I was just feeling like she wasn't doing her part. And so how long was your, like, how long did you have your clothing business for? Like two and a half years. And we were pretty successful. I mean, we were doing everything, all the manufacturing in-house until we started to get bigger and bigger. We started wholesaling to like Dost Kills, Pretty Little Thing, Winter. Yeah, like we were pretty big. We had over 100K on Instagram. Like we grew as a company and we just had to let it go. So do you, do you think, because like, I feel like clothing businesses are another level girl you gotta yeah. get all this that's like a lot of more investment right yes yes because it's a lot harder to sell clothing yeah you sit on a lot of inventory so you learn a lot of trial and error from there and then you brought that into your brows because yes because now back then i mean this was my business coming out of high school going into college mm-hmm. so i feel like there was a lot of errors, especially in the business side, like taxes. I did not do my taxes correctly back then. Now we know. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was just no. And Uncle Sam bit me in the ass. Like, oh. yeah, girl. So I had to figure it out. And when I started Posh Brows, I said, you know what? We're not doing nothing under the table. Like, we're doing everything legit. We're making sure everything's in line because this is not happening to me again. Yeah. So we did it correctly this time, at least the business side, because all the other stuff I had no idea about. <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. Nothing. It was just kind of. And they don't teach you that. Like, there's like for me, too, like I didn't have anybody that would, you know, a lot of people are gatekeeping in this industry. Yes. So sometimes there is like not gatekeepers and there's gatekeepers. But like from real, like 
business owner, like there's so much more to it that happens in the back, like the taxes that we were talking about all like, you know, just opening up a salon in general. Like there's so much to it that not a lot of people share because they're gatekeeping it, you know? So I feel like I guess you girl, I'd be stressed because business. I had no idea. Like when I moved in or when I got the salon, I thought the build out was going to take like three months. It took a whole eight months. So I was paying double rent because they only gave me two free months, first and last. And I had to pay out of pocket three months in advance. So you paid while they were still building. I paid while they were still building. And I was paying both my Salon Republic suite and the new location. So that was a lot. Yeah. Especially because my biggest thing uh, coming into opening up a salon, I was debating whether to get a loan or fund everything on my own. And thank God that I did everything on my own because now I don't have to pay anybody back. But it was very stressful. I'm going to tell you right now. Especially as a solo browser, it's like you had to do yeah. everything on your own because you didn't yeah. have what you have now. So that it was, was just hard. I was slaying this train. <laughs> She was literally posting. I was, These are my new dates. And the week later, <laughs> girl, I have to but figure look it where out. you are though. Like it's crazy. Like you're so big in the industry, and it's like so intimidating because I'm like, girl, like fuck, I see you, and I'm like, but you know what? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Like you really are so big in the industry, and I like give you so much props that you went from having like your clothing line, and then you went into doing lashes, and you went to doing brows, like. Congrats. Thank you so much. Girl, Thank just you. like we got to cheers. I give you more wine. Yes. Because that is so good. Um, So another thing too, and I wanted to get into it. I really wanted to get into it because I was like, Bitch, should I ask this? But I need to ask. There is like a lot of people that are trying to do brows, right? So what is some realistic advice for people that want to do what you're doing? Like a salon owning people that are service providers that want to be in the brow industry. Definitely being consistent. That's number one, I feel like, because a lot of people take the training and wait until they get good to even start posting. And I feel like at that point, you're missing out on so many clients because mm. there's a clientele for everyone, you know? Mm. I feel like a lot of people do get intimidated about whether or not their work is good enough to even post. Girl, have you seen my work? From when I started, nothing compared to the technique that we do now. <laughs> those you you won't even find those posts. First of all, because they've they've been archived. archived, archived. Okay, you will not find them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, being consistent. I feel like that's number one key, and working on your social media for sure. I feel like a lot of people, um, just slack on the social media, and I always say every follower is a potential new client. Every follower is a potential new client. And if you are not being consistent with that, it's very hard to get clients. So do you think marketing your business on social media is enough bringing in clientele? I feel like it's enough to start, but it's definitely not enough in the long run. Just because, you know, social media changes all the time. And I feel like you cannot rely on definitely not just one platform, but Mm -hmm. I feel like what helped me a lot was opening up my google my business account opening up my yelp account and my google um sorry my apple maps as well apple maps yes so had i known that yelp syncs to every single one of these google my business and apple maps i would have started with yelp and the reviews would have been up (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But I started backwards. I started with Google My Business because I thought Google My Business synced with maps. Because mm-hmm. you know when you pull up a business on maps, you see pictures and you see all yeah. the business info. Yeah. I thought that was that. But it's not. Mm. It's a whole other thing. You have to make all these accounts. So pretty much Yelp syncs to Apple Maps. Mm-hmm. But you still have to make an Apple Maps account in order for those pictures from Yelp to appear on your Apple Maps. So it was a whole thing. Oh. Yeah. So do were, did you have to pay for Yelp? So or is there the free Yelp? You or? don't have to pay. But it does help to have an ad manager just to run ads on your business. Because mm. we definitely get a lot of calls calling into the salon mm. every single day. About maybe 10 to 20 calls. Out of those 10 to 20 calls. Wow. Maybe five book. Maybe 10. But, you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah. So that's what definitely helps, especially for the employees that mm. I have to make sure they I keep them fully booked. Yeah. And walk-ins. And walk-ins too. Yes, definitely walk-ins. Because Yelp allows you to do um, like an ad message as well that you don't have to pay for. Like if you have a promotion or whatever's going on for your business Uh on their dashboard, like on the Yelp um, business dashboard. Uh Something that I learned too, Yelpers are ready to spend money. People Mm. Google stuff. People Google stuff because they just want to know about the business. You know, they want to know where it's at, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are on Yelp because they're ready to look up the reviews, ready to book. book. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's why I decided, you know what? Yeah. Let's push this Yelp. So you, do you ever get those like scamming ass comments like on the Yelp, like where they just try to put those? Because I feel like a lot of girls don't want to open up a Yelp because of the reviews, like the, the reviews. So you know what? The way that reviews work, both for Google and for Yelp, it's very tricky. Mm -hmm. I did not know this because I didn't have the research on it yet or the knowledge. But I was trying to incentivize the reviews because obviously like you just started, you want to have the reviews because the way that Google works, for example. So the way that Google works is it works on credibility. So your circle, your radius starts off very small. You can't Google the business unless you're in the business or like outside the business Mm -hmm. so in order for that circle to grow you need their credibility which is Mm -hmm. reviews whether positive or negative but it starts to slowly grow is it like algorithm in a way because like when you comment on algorithm like like tiktok or you know instagram and you keep commenting on it it's like the algorithm it brings up the algorithm kind of so in my head i'm like okay so i need more reviews to mm-hmm. pop up yeah so i was telling my clients hey girl like five dollars off get ah. your get you a discount come and do a review i was getting the reviews tell me why none of them were posting google is smart guys what? google knows when you're trying to incentivize <laughs> the clients what? yes they know none of them posted none of them wow so now what i had to do is manually sit on my ass every friday Text my clients for the week. Hey, you know, this is Lama from Posh Bros LA. I'll just give them this whole thing. And now they can do the review from home because they they track the IP address. If what? the IP address is close to your business, your reviews will not post. I did not know that. I did not know that. I was having them do the review in-house. <laughs> so they could get that final off. Exactly. But wow. none of them were posting. Yeah, so we had to kind of trick the system a little bit and figure it out. So is that that's just for Google or that's for Yelp? That's too? for both. And Yelp is even smarter. I don't know what kind of people they got working <laughs> back there, but give them a race. Cause <laughs> please, because they are smart. They know. They've been there onto us. They be knowing. Yeah. Yeah, Google was uh Yelp was very hard. 
and it's still hard. I feel like we've had reviews mm -hmm. and we only have three. Even though the Yelp account has been open for like three months now, we've only had three, even though we've had way more. If you see the banned reviews or like the not posted reviews, there's like a whole list. Wow. None of them post. And some of them, honestly, I don't even text. Like they do it on their own because they come from Yelp. Yelp people are very active. Like they're the ones that are doing the, the reviews. They, they yes, literally are yes. on there all day. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, some of them do post naturally, but they don't, they don't show up sadly so you do give the advice to do the whole yelp and google you do you give that advice for someone to like for a business yes but you do um have to have a business address i don't recommend this for someone that works from home because obviously your address is going to be out there so you don't want that publicly so definitely do this once you have a salon suite you know rent a room somewhere or whatever it is or your own salon mm -hmm. start your yelp first and your google my business too Ideally at the same time, but definitely Yelp. Yeah. And what social media platforms do you feel like helps bring clients in? Because there's like, there's also different sorts of platforms, but what's one that really helped you start? So I started on Instagram when I started doing eyebrows. Reels wasn't even a thing, but I was already making real content and posting them as a regular video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like that was what made a lot of people follow my account because i was going viral like that's when i knew i was doing something wrong with the eyebrows this that's another story but <laughs> my i was getting over 100k views and that to me back then that was viral because i only had like 5k followers so mm -hmm. that was enough for me and um after that reels came out and i started doing more reels and it just started picking up more and more and more to the point where every video that i post would get over a million Two million. Damn. Girl, my, my biggest video to this day has 54 million views. Even I'm just like, oh, little <laughs> me, how? <laughs> how? But it's it's amazing, you know, to see your content out there like that. Yeah. It's just incredible how all that changes your business. Yeah. For the better. Because off of that video, I gained probably like 12,000 followers in like two days. It was crazy. It was crazy. So you didn't do any celebrity brows or anything? So or I did work with a lot of influencers mm. at the beginning that I was cool with and already affiliated with from the clothing company. Mm. So I did have a lot of influencers that I already work with um, and personally knew. So I did reach out and just, you know, hey, like I'm doing brows now. Can I offer you this service? Whatever, whatever. And thankfully, a lot of them agreed. And I did pretty major influencers within my first week of doing brows yeah so that helped you a lot too then yes because when you do the right influencers with the right amount of following the followers just come flooding to your page so i feel like that also helped a lot yeah at the beginning for sure tiktok i would say it's a lot easier to go viral on tiktok nowadays especially mm -hmm. um because the content is more long longer video content yeah yeah um, and I feel like all the voiceovers and stuff like that, like all the, yeah, the little voice, different voice. <laughs> I get you what you're saying. TikTok is easier to go viral with because I feel like everyone, like you just have to use like the right, like hashtag or like the right sound, the, the right trending, the trending sounds and stuff like that, yeah. you know, it's and all I, with the algorithm. Yeah. And YouTube shorts too. Yeah. I feel like those are a huge hit. I feel like people are getting big on that. I'm barely starting to get into those. Yeah. And I feel like that's a huge way. I feel like my biggest downfall was in getting um, my work reposted without it 
getting credit or other people claiming it as their own. So how would you find out? Like, would you just see it or like how? I would just, sometimes I would just see myself on the explore page, but then it's like, oh, look it out. But I'm like, bro, like that's, that's me. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. What do you mean? Um, or people would just tag me. Um, that was, I feel like one of my biggest struggles at the beginning. So that's why I started uh, watermarking a lot. Mm. But see, the problem with watermarking is that I was also working with pretty big companies at the time, like Brow Code, for example. That was one of the biggest ones. Um, they didn't repost anything that has the watermarks on them. Oh, because they wanted it just to be for their product. Very clean, because, you know, they have their own aesthetic yes. as well. Yeah. So I fully had that in mind. So when I was editing a video, I would post the watermark if it was a brand collab on my page, but then have the copy without the watermark for other purposes. like. To send them for their personal content. So just doing that like that. And that way. So was, were you getting like some type of like, because you were working with them, were you getting some type of like income from them from like using their products? Would they send you stuff? Would like, because a lot of people now want to get all these sponsorships. Yeah. Right. So with Brow Code, that's kind of the reason why I got into doing my own products. Because mm. I feel like I was spending a lot of money into this company. Or not just them, you know, just in general. Like I was spending so much money on different companies when I could just have my own. Yes, I did um, have some income coming from Brow Code, but it wasn't to the point where, you know, it was, it was just, I don't even want to say a number, but, you know. You know, was, we know. We, it was something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something. Um, so, yeah, that's how Bra uh, Posh Brows Pro came, uh, came by because... I, I just decided to have my own. That way I don't have to spend that money on someone else's brand. And it just became this whole thing. Yeah. So I didn't even get to ask, do you have a lamination for your product line? I don't. I haven't gotten into lamination, but we are starting to go into hybrid tinting. So oh. stay tuned for that. <laughs> so we just have uh, brushes. We have brushes. We have brow tools, brow gels. Um all just pretty much tools and accessories right now i don't want to tap into any chemicals just because i feel like that takes a long time and a lot of money because you have to get together with the lab and it has to get fda approved and all this stuff i mean there's so many brands you know that just white label the products mm -hmm. and you don't even know what's in them you know so i don't want to start like that yeah when i launch something that's going to be chemical based i do want to make sure that it's legit absolutely yeah so do you outside of all this education and brows and everything do you make income from any outside do you invest your money do you have like do you do anything outside of like brows or um i wouldn't say i have investments per se but i do have retirement plans in line and i do have my money going you know just in case yes because a lot of people do ask like you're making all this money but like where is it kind of like people want like to know that type of stuff where is it know? sitting so when i started i i feel like i wanted to get my parents secured first oh, i love that so i remodeled their house that they have right now and i built their house in mexico for their retirement oh yeah wow. so i was able to do that and i'm very thankful for that because i feel like my parents did a lot for me 
you know, um, being immigrant parents and then me just living the American dream. Like I have to get back to them. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I was just able to do that with the income that I'm making was enough for me. So now this year, that's when I focused on myself and my business. And that's when I decided to go into a salon. And, and like, how did you feel like giving your parents that like, girl, I would have been balling my, I don't even know. No, like, I mean, uh, tears were shed for yeah. sure. <laughs> Cause that's such a huge accomplishment. It's like when you, you know, you made it when you buy what, when you give back to your parents, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it can be buying them a new car or like, you know, remodeling their house or buying them a house, you know, it's like, that's such a huge accomplishment. That's how, you know, girl, like I fucking made it. Okay. <laughs> Cause like, girl, I mean, I, I've, the only thing I've done for my mom, well, it's a huge thing. I gave her, I opened up her a restaurant. Mm, girl, that's huge. You know, we have to get back. We have to get back. Applause for that. Yes. <laughs> no, no, because sure. like, same thing. Like I wanted to get back to my mom. She helped me with, she's like the Kris Jenner. You know, she's like the one that helped me for real. I'm not a regular mom. I'm like, cool, cool mom. mom. For real. <laughs> and that's what it was. Like, she really did help me. And like, she knew, we no one taught us like business or anything. Yeah, or, like, no one. Permits, girl. girl. I don't know what the, like, no one tells you about. No one. No one tells you. No one tells you about like, how do you open up your salon or like the permits and the money, then the investments. No, no one. So she and I learned it on our own. So she really did have my back. So when I felt like, okay, I have enough saved. I was like, mom, I don't want you working your full-time job anymore. I want to give you a business. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. So props Good to you, girl. you, girl. And for you too. I love, I love business women. Cause you know, we, women are so powerful, mm. so powerful. And I feel like it's beautiful to see women really being successful and giving back, you know? Yeah. It's, it's nice. So overall with like your brows and do you see yourself ever doing anything else like i do you want to do this like you're going to stop taking clients like what is your end goal so, for posh what is your end goal we want to know the fucking tea girl uh, i want to know the tea my clients are gonna come for me <laughs> they're well, about to watch this and be like zulema i swear you quit like, brows that's it <laughs> like <laughs> my next words <laughs> i quit no. <laughs> no but i do have other ventures that i want to start especially because i first wanted to focus on establishing the salon once okay. the salon was established and it was go time to move forward with all the other plans that I had. So I definitely do not see myself doing eyebrows within the next couple months. I feel like months? little by little. Yes, girl, months. I feel like in order for your business to grow, you need time to dedicate to your business. Yes, you can have assistance. Yes, you can have all that. But if you don't have time to dedicate and to grow the business yourself, because only you know how you want your business to be ran. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, for example, I want to start my online trainings. I want to start doing seminars, touring, you know, doing a USA tour with the trainings and all that stuff. I can't do that being behind a chair 24-7 or Monday through Friday. Yeah. Can't do that. So I feel like it's coming to that time that I'm going to have to say goodbye to doing brows <laughs> or at least to doing services myself. They're gonna fucking hate you. They're gonna be like, no, Zaleba, it's the first time you did the fucking lashes. Now you're doing the brows. But then honestly, like that's really it's true. That's why I had to close my books. I closed my books two months ago, I think. But didn't really announce it until officially like a month ago. Mm. Yeah. 
So this is it. This That's is, little by little. This little by little. <laughs> we, we heard it here. This is first. the warning. <laughs> we heard the warning here first. That's good. So now when I feel like at that time, it's like you're going to let your salon run on its own while you're working on yeah, the that's why i want to build my team right now i only have uh another brow artist working under me technically the rest are booth renters so i would do want to expand and hire on maybe two three more employees because i do have six chairs girl the only reason why i don't fill up all six is because i do training so for my trainings i need all the chairs mm. and i don't feel like it's fair to have the other girls not work just because i'm doing the training mm -hmm. so we'll see how that works out so that it doesn't disturb everyone's time as well do you feel like when you start hiring employees is it going to be difficult because it's kind of like in a way it's like your name right they're coming to your salon so it's like they expect your type of work right oh yeah i feel like it was definitely hard when i had my first employee cheyenne in the hermosa location it was very difficult for my clients to trust her, even though the work was up to par. I mean, she trained with me from the beginning. Mm -hmm. She took a training with me probably a year into me starting brows. Mm -hmm. She took the training two years after she was working under me. Um, but people still, they were like, no, it's not the same. It's not. Even though I would see the brows and I'm like, girl, it's, Literally, it's the same. Because it's not your hand. Yeah. That's why. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like, they want to be touched by you, girl. Okay. <laughs> I only hands. have two hands. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, no, I understand. I fully understand. But it was hard. I feel like with her, it was a lot more difficult than with Robin now, though. I feel like Cheyenne definitely had a harder time getting fully booked. I feel like it took me maybe six months mm -hmm. to get her fully booked throughout the day. Because at the beginning, she was only seeing one, two clients, three a day for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like what was the downfall is because we moved a whole hour away from the initial location. So I had to start from oh. scratch, girl. Oh, so where were you at before? I was in Downey. I started in Downey. Okay. And then, um, so I feel like I have to give you the timeline. So I already had in mind, I want to move into a salon, mm -hmm. my own storefront. Couldn't find anything at the time. So I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to just take a step back. Let's rent a suite give ourselves that year because you know it's a year lease mm -hmm. give ourselves that year to search and look for the location and then move in that mm -hmm. way i'm not stressed out mm -hmm. so moved out um did the whole year lease whatever but it was a whole hour away from my clients a lot of them did not follow me oh um, because it was far it was far yeah it was a whole hour drive so i had to find a whole new game plan um try to figure out how we were going to get these clients not only for me now but for Cheyenne Damn. as well mm. so it was very difficult was she hourly or was she just commissioned she was both at the beginning okay obviously she wasn't working with clients all day mm -hmm. it was just like maybe two three hours and then mm -hmm. the rest of the time she would help me with other things disinfecting my tools packaging orders yeah yeah you name it so she was both at the beginning until eventually she just became commissioned because she was getting fully booked and what did you do you start them at like a 54 uh sorry 50 50 60 40 30 70 it was 60 40 60 40 yeah she keeps 60 i keep 40 and you know a lot of places do 50 50 at first but you know what it is too i was very conscious of the fact that cheyenne was already working on her own she had her own clientele mm. and she was booked busy on her own so i had to match 
you know, what she was making at least, least. Yeah. for it to make sense for her to come drive a whole hour from where she was at for it to make sense. So I already had that in mind. So I didn't want to lowball her either. Like I had to make it make sense for the both of us. Yeah. And I feel like you always have to keep your employees happy because that's how you're going to keep and build a team. Exactly. Yeah. So she's still with you? She's still with me, girl. She's oh, still shout there. out to her. What's her name, Cheyenne? Cheyenne. Shout out to her. Bro, Shilas. <laughs> shout out to her. Yeah, How she's long still has there. She been with you? She's been with me um, a little over a year now. Yeah, a little over a year. Now she's on her own. She's a booth renter now. So shout Period. out to her. Yeah. And that's how you know, like, you are a good boss in general because the longevity of your, you know, employees yeah. staying with you. You know, it really shows a lot. And it shows that she made it. Like, look where she's at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's doing good. She's doing really good. So where's your shop? No, I didn't even ask. So you went from Downey to? To Downey. <laughs> oh. Well, Downey to Hermosa Beach, back to Downey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hermosa Beach is, like, crazy, girl. Like, the traffic. It's expensive, too. So it so was. Because of the location, were you able to charge more for brows because of where it was at? So I did uh, raise my prices. <laughs> I think by almost double, but, and that's another thing, you know, going from a certain price point to doubling the price for your clients, they were like, you know what, girl, is it worth it for me to drive an hour and pay double now? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But the work shows, you know, last time, it's funny because I had a girl come into the salon the other day and she was like, how much do you charge for brows? 60. 60? They charge $12. What happened to 12 Girl, we fixed twelve dollar brows. Oh. <laughs> I didn't tell her that, you know. I didn't. I didn't tell her that. But in my head, I'm like, um, it's very different, and I don't think people understand. Understand? They do not understand. It's a whole, whole other ball game when you start getting luxury brows. Yeah. So when, what do you think about like, what do you say to clients that say that price? Like, then they're like, when they hear the sixty dollar for just the wax. What do you tell them? Like, is it a whole, like, do you tell them what it is included or how is it that you explain it to them? Yeah. I mean, I, I let them know everything that is included in the service. So we offer, again, luxury pricing. So we have to make up for the pricing. Not every brow salon is going to give you a brow massage. Not every brow salon is going to give you a brow fill-in with highlight, brow gel. Not every brow salon is going to do brow mapping. We ensure that your brows are better than what you came in with when you leave the salon and every time you know they're if they still second guess we go back to the facts and the pictures it's always the pictures that get them so you always take a picture before i have every single picture of my clients from three years ago in my phone i'm not lying like mm -hmm. i have every single picture because it's always going to make a good before and after from how they started when they first came in with you to how their eyebrows turned out now it's a huge difference. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. People are like, well, how do you remember like your clients? How yeah. do you know what tint you used on yeah. that? Girl, I just know. Like, <laughs> it, it, it just stays in my head. And I don't know. I just, I love what I do. So I feel like it's always going to be the same delivery every single time as well. Yeah. Because I'm like three years, girl. How the I change my phone every freaking year. So I'm just, I got a bad I recently just got a new phone. <laughs> But that's like the office content phone. So, yeah, I mean, in my personal phone, I have every single picture, every video I took of every client. So it's very easy to look back on it. So I just look up the date that the client came in and there goes the pictures. Yeah, that's great. Marlo, do you hear that? That, that needs to be a short clip. The whole like 
we fixed your $12 brows because that's crazy. I do. I have a lot of people that complain about my pricing with eyebrows too, but I tell them like, you don't get the whole, like there's no, now I feel like in this industry, like you have to have a brow girl. You have a lash girl. You have your hair girl. Mm -hmm. But like all of a sudden having like a brow artist is like so new, you know, like. Yeah. And I I think brows did not become a trend until probably like 2021. Yeah. It wasn't a sought after service like lashes. I feel like lashes definitely, you know, was marketed as that luxury service because you don't need lashes. You don't need brows, but you choose to get them because, you know, girls like to upkeep themselves. So it's where we tell clients. I mean, you don't need to get your brows done, but you choose to be here because of the results that you get. So definitely worth the $60. <laughs> and lamination too wasn't a huge thing at all. Until no, people did not know what lamination was. People thought I was microblading or adding hair. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was so new. I feel like TikTok made it a trend. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. All these TikTok trends that I would see with the at-home kids. Oh my gosh. Wait, did you see like, the, oh, the, were you ever a, a fan of like when they would just do them up? Well, that's how I got trained. Oh, shit. That's exactly. <laughs> Girl, if we look back, can we insert a picture? Please? Oh my God, please send it to me so I can insert before, it. Like, back then when I started and then now. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. So it was just like straight up. It was straight up. Cut it all off. No. It was very blunt and very, very electrocuted brow vibes, you know, but we fixed that. We learned from our mistakes. Yeah. And now we are where we are right now period i feel like a lot of people have that misconception too of like oh my god brow lamination i just don't want them to up or yeah. you know what i mean so i'm like it's not even like that girl like they're gonna go to the side like trust yeah. me it's the way you fix them and style them that, exactly you know another thing too people think it's a no maintenance look it's not a no maintenance look it's a low maintenance look. people think that they're gonna stay stuck to the face the whole six to eight weeks and that's something that i make sure i explain from when they get the brows done the first time just so they understand how the process works. Because a lot of people have that misconception too. And then they go home and they're like, well, my brows aren't laminated. When clearly they're still laminated very much, but they just don't understand how it works. So you just have to explain to them and educate them as well. Yeah, I feel like my brow girl tells me all the time, like, are you conditioning your brows? I'm like, yes, I promise. Like, I'm, I got my castor oil. I got my castor oil. I promise you I'm using it because it does like, you know, like it gets... If it's dehydrated, it doesn't look like the look. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many things to brow lamination. Yeah. But yes, girl, I, I 100% agree. Um, I feel like another thing, too, a lot of people don't understand with brow lamination. It's like if you don't, they don't know how to like brush them the right way. So they always. Yes. Yes. Sometimes people tag us. Right. And then I see the client with the eyebrows yeah. all brushed. <laughs> I'm like, girl, <laughs> I didn't do your brows. <laughs> don't tag me. Don't <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like we obviously fix them style them but then if you don't know how to comb them or fix them as well and set them in the right position they're not going to look the same yeah so here that's another thing we have to show the clients how to do too especially the first timers yeah well girl we're gonna end this with a quote i'm so happy and i'm like literally when i read them telling my manager found you well because we were making like a whole like questionnaire like who to bring Mm -hmm. on and everyone was like posh 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 but i know you guys dilemma so it was like when i looked you up i was like oh my god we have to have her and i was telling him we need to have her we're gonna reach out to her so i'm so happy that you came on this podcast because everyone literally vouched for you they're like (laughs) we need posh to like literally be on you be on your podcast so thank you so much for joining um we always end this podcast with a quote the secret to getting ahead is getting started i feel like a lot of people 
don't start because it gets scared or afraid. And I don't want to, you know, move along my life knowing that I never started or went after my dreams. So I feel like that's something that I always emphasize. Just start. You never know where it's going to take you. So at least start. Get started. Period. That was good. Period, girl. Cheers to that. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you hope, for having me. No, I hope to see you on my next season because we're. I know this one is going like, to... What season are we in We're right in now? season three. Oh my God. I was going to say season two. And <laughs> <laughs> season four coming soon. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.